1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSC. is Zach home! He just hammered that thing upstairs!
0: The Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that ship. What a glove save made by Skinner! This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it.
1: play that's ever been assembled in NHL history, and so
0: they have the stats to back that eye test up. And
1: Newton Hopkins is going to pick up point number 100.
0: All right, two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. Love the show, listen to it every day.
1: Pops out to Nurse, a shot, scores.
0: We've got Connor McDavid
1: rewriting history here. To McDavid, scores! There's number 50! And this is Oilers Now. With Bob Stopper, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stopper, on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630
0: (laughs) Chad. Mark Sturmer today, turning 46 years of age. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Derek Scott, and the gang joining you on Oilers Now. Geez, I got a little bit of feedback going on there. I'm not quite sure what that is, but uh, we'll work our way through it. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. The NHL draft will take place tonight. The Edmonton Oilers do not have a pick in the opening round of the draft. What does that mean? Uh, well, it means the Oilers theoretically. At least at this point... Situations are fluid, but Edmonton could end up being very quiet. we got a lot to get to today in today's edition of Orders Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas. after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Derek Scott pinch hitting for Brendan S. Scott today. First half hour of the show, we'll hear from David Staples from the Cult of Hockey at 1235. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec at 105 for Wow Factor Dessert. Brian Lawton, and at 135, a look at tonight's draft uh, with Brock Otten. He is with McKean's uh, Publications. Reminder that you can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 Donate your way in for as little as $10 to the Wildfire Benefit Concert with Honeymoon Suite, which will take place a week from Friday, Friday, July. Uh, Let's see, two weeks from Friday. Uh, July 14th, uh, 100% of the funds benefit the Red Cross Alberta Wildlife Relief. Again, that's the River Cree Resort and Casino. Visit com for more information. River Cree Resort and Casino, open 24-7-365. You can text us at the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott, who's out Elks today, uh, they're in action on Friday night in Ottawa. Stoffer says they're going to win the game. Uh. Don't bet the house, don't bet the farm, but uh, Brendan Escott's available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy Legacy heating and cooling. So the Edmonton Oilers uh, basically tried to two number ones to get Matthias Ekholm at the NHL trade deadline. We're in a situation here where there's great expectations. Alan, Al May talked a little about this yesterday, about the pressure to win in Canadian markets. and. Um, you know, I threw a tweet out there today just to kind of gauge how quick uh, some of the response would be. And and to be frank with you, it was interesting. And I said, situations are always fluid, but we now officially have a firm $83.5 million cap for the Edmonton Oilers. Could be relatively um, quiet over the next couple of days. In my mind, time to see what 2019 first-round pick Philip Broberg and 2020 first-round pick... Dylan Holloway can do with increased minutes. The Oilers. They've been a pretty good team, uh, really since about February of 2022. Second best record in the national hockey league, you know, uh, went to uh, three rounds into playoffs two years ago, lost to eventual Stanley cup champion, Colorado. We're not close in that series, in my opinion, but you know, still had a good playoff last year, took on some water. First half of the season, picked it up in the back half of the season, had the second best record in the national hockey league from, uh, January the 10th on. And, uh, You know, took care of the LA Kings in six, lost to Vegas in six in a series that, frankly, the Oilers probably could have ended up winning, but they didn't. Um, And now we're in a cap situation where there's going to have to be some machinations to make some things happen. Now, Edmonton, uh, Ken Holland added in the uh, 2021 free agency period, he added, Zach Hyman, who ended up with 83 points this past season. He also got Ryan Nugent Hopkins re-signed, if you recall, back in the fall of 2020. And then, Ken Holland in the offseason of 2022... Just before free agency started, the Oilers got Evander Kane committed to a four-year deal in the fives and also uh, signed Jack Campbell. And to date, the Campbell signing has not worked out as planned. But the Oilers were very – they were a noisemaker in their first couple days of free agency the past two years. They don't have a lot of cap space right now. We're all monitoring the situation with Kyler Yamamoto. you know, I guess in theory the orders might might be able to move them, uh, and I do think that Yamamoto will be the guy that ultimately gets moved. Um, they might be able to move him for a guy that's maybe on an AHL one way contract. Back time we'll see in that regard. Orders might also have to execute a buyout. That is a distinct possibility at this stage. Do I think Edmonton could trade Cody Cece? Yeah, I do. I'm not necessarily convinced they should do that. There is a dearth of right-handed shooting defensemen out there, not a lot out there, and CeCe can at least play... You know, 17 to 18 minutes. Now, here's the deal with CeCe. He had a real good year a year ago. He had a poor back half of the season this year. And this is where Broberg comes in. And we're going to talk about this with David Staples a little bit later. I think all of us want to see Dylan Holloway get a chance to play every day in the top nine. Possibly on a line with Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle. Those guys had a successful game against the Rangers at one point, And I think that uh, that could be an effective uh, trio for the Emmons and With Philip Broberg, and I'm just going to throw this out there right now. We know he can play the right side. Um, should it be set in stone that Vincent de Hernandez guaranteed locked to, to be playing every day? Maybe what the orders need to do is potentially look. I think we can agree that Eckholm and Bouchard were a good pairing. Maybe Darnell Nurse and Philip Broberg could play better, and the orders could play Kulak uh, or play Nurse and Broberg together, Broberg on the right side, and then look at the option of playing Kulak and CeCe together and balancing out the minutes between the Nurse Broberg pairing. And the Kulak CC pairing might be an option, so you get a better read of what you got with Philip Robert. got to get. I had people say, "Well, look at look at what Colorado did. They traded Alex Newhook, and I got a couple picks, 31 and 37." That's true. They did do that, but Newhook had established himself more as a player than Philip Broberg at this time. I think we're at the stage where Broberg needs to play. All right, uh, we will remind you that uh, all season long, uh, we have uh, have lots of different things going on uh, all season long, including uh, the orders now audio vault for direct work where... Uh, presenting Women's Workwear, women's-only workwear store opening soon, just four hours down from Direct Workwear and Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. And uh, at this time, we'll go quickly into NHL Today. There have been some uh, moves this morning. NHL Today, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist, head to ElitePromomarketing.com. Lots of uh, rumors out there about an imminent return from Milan Lucic to the Boston Bruins, do not be surprised if he has a bonus laden contract coming in at around 1.4-1.5 million dollars. Maybe the base is only 800k. New Jersey has re-signed Timo Meyer to an 8-year deal at 8.8 million dollar cap hit a big deal. So they got Jesper Bratt and uh, Timo Meyer re-signed here in the last week or so. Colorado Avalanche picked up Ross Colton for the one of the two picks uh, they got in the Alex Newhook deal. A uh, early second-round pick uh, Colorado ended up getting Ross Colton for as uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning now suddenly have got themselves, after trading away a lot of picks, a second-rounder. So that's a quick look at NHL Today. Reminder, the draft goes tonight. Connor Bedard will Will be the number one overall pick and when we come back david staples from the cult of hockey this is oilers now with bob stoffer on oilers radio six thirty. chad all right a quick text on the ashley fine floors uh text line just before we get to david staples Lee texts the show and says what about broberg in a second in yamamoto to anaheim for fowler uh 50 percent retained um uh, as you mentioned, an AHL contract included uh, and returning. Uh, I don't see that happening. And Cam Fowler has a no movement clause. And I do not see that being an option, American player. Okay. And I also don't see Anaheim super excited to be taken on. And there's still significant term left in that deal. Uh, Anaheim is not a. Like Philadelphia has money to burn. So they're. But saying that, uh, there's some players that I would be shying away from on the Flyers as well. Nick Sealer is a guy I'd have interest in as a number 7D, unless the Oilers just decide to play Philip Roberg on a nightly basis. And that's where we're going to go next with David Stables from the Cult of Hockey. Hello, David. How are you? Great, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Here's the thing. And you're one of the guys that does it. You are an aggregator, all right? So you're following everything that's out there at all times. And, you know, the Oilers have been very noticeable in free agency the last couple of years. You know that. Two years ago, they got Zach Hyman. That was a big get for Edmonton. Calgary was right in there on Hyman. They ended up getting Blake Coleman because Hyman committed to the Oilers. Uh, last year, the Oilers, just before free agency started, like the night before, uh, got a Vander Kane signed to a four-year extension. Then they added Jack Campbell. Edmonton has minimal cap space. Ken Holland came here at 81.5. Five years later, we're at 83.5. They don't have a lot of cap space to David, and they also were a big player in the trade deadline. You can argue they made as significant additions as anybody. This might be a quiet uh, free agency period for the Oilers, and I don't know if that necessarily placates a fan base that seems to want shiny new toys all the time. Your thoughts?
1: Indeed, Bob. I mean, I was impressed uh, they could find a way to fit Matthias Eckholm in that contract. In under the cap, that was some really good work. Um, they have, a, listen, the Oilers are just stacked with great players. Um, starting with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, um, they have they have the best offense in the league by far. This team is a really strong team, and in a in an environment where the salary cap hasn't gone up, they're just topped out. There's only so much money, and as much as everyone would love to see Edmonton bring in new players and retain the players that they had, like Clean Costad and Nick Bukestad, it's probably not possible. Now you could say, well, the orders could. Engage in buyouts and in trades, and they could get rid of Cody CeCe and Warren Fogel and Brett Kulak. and um, Really be aggressive, super aggressive, and promote Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg, and, and, and then maybe have some room to bring in a player. But is that the right move? Is that really what you want to do? I'm not convinced it is. I, I just think, Bob, when you look at this team, they couldn't hold a lead. They have a problem on defense. They have a problem with defensive strategy.
0: They have a problem with defensive commitment. They need That's more fair. saves too, Dave. That's what happened in the playoffs. They need, to,
1: they need more saves from their goalies. They need to get better on defense. That's where the improvement... I think and the orders have already identified this. Jay Woodcroft has talked about this. Ken Holland has talked about this.
0: The players have talked about this.
1: Everybody knows. So, here, so okay. It's not shiny new toys. It's defensive structure, defensive. All right. And and, and
0: so here's, here's the question. So for the fans are saying... Damn it, they have to improve the defense. They got to get better defensemen. And the challenge that they have right now is they don't have a lot of cap space, and they got a guy that they took eighth overall. And a year ago, at the, let's take it back two years ago at this time because I know you hear the show and we talked about it. And we got Spec coming up next, and we're going to get into it with Spec. I wanted Bro, I wanted Bouchard playing. You know this back in twenty twenty one. Yeah. I wanted him playing. Uh, he he started playing full time in twenty one twenty two. Had a forty point season this year. He you know he started. He was again a full time player. Had a tough first half to the year, and then just skyrocketed once Tyson Berry was traded, which I knew was going to happen. Okay, I'm telling you I knew that because I watched the team practice and you could see what the guy could do. So there were people that were ready to trade Bouchard halfway through this season. There were, and I didn't want to trade him. And now I'm looking at Broberg, and I'm not quite as convinced with Broberg, uh, but there is an advantage to both Broberg and Holloway. I don't think either of those guys is going to ever put up big offensive numbers. But I do think both players will help you win. And because they won't put up big offensive numbers, that might help you in second contracts. Do they just need to give Broberg a chance to play and find out what they got with this guy? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors Text on. Give us your thoughts. David, the floor is yours.
1: Definitely have Bob he Broberg is a really interesting player and he there's this class of defensemen and the very top end of it you have players like Mark Edward Vlasic used to be and Josh Morrissey is now and they're just extremely adept one-on-one defenders they're incredibly agile skaters who can shut down an attacker as they're coming down they can shut down Connor mcdavid that this is what we see them do uh you you hardly ever saw that with, with other players but there's some defenders who are good enough uh gavrikov from la was really good at it he's that kind of defender as well not a lot of points i think philip broberg has that chance to be that kind of defender and I think a smart move, they gave, uh, I call it the Bush boost. When they moved out Barry, a lot of people were unhappy. A lot of team insiders, uh, people who write and comment on the team were unhappy. They didn't think Bouchard could do it. But you to properly manage the salary cap, and um, develop your team. You've got to find spots for these players. It's time for the Oilers to find a spot in this lineup this year for Philip Broberg. He is definitely ready to be a third pairing defenseman in the NHL. He already did it last year. He and Bouchard were strong together playing soft minutes for the Oilers. He's definitely ready for third pairing minutes. They've got to find a way, and maybe that means that you you do move out a veteran player to make room for him. But you play the guy and see we have uh,
0: he's ready to go. So what I would contemplate doing and I'm serious but I, I know what De is. He's a number 6 defenseman. He's a third pairing right shot, shot suppressing, penalty killing defenseman that plays with bite. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure we nec- we know what the ceiling is on Philip Roberg. But I know this because of the way he skates he's going to be able to play more than 12 minutes a game. And I think in Broberg's case, what would you think if he played with Darnell Nurse and the Oilers played Kulak and C.C. together to start the year?
1: I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I do think that... Cody Ceci was injured last year, and if you change, like, if the Oilers played def- Vegas' defensive system more of a zone in front of the net, Cody Ceci could thrive in that kind of system, where he's not asked to do as much, not as asked to use, like, move around the defensive zone as much, just more hang around in front of your net, like, kind of like the Oilers' version of Alec Martinez. So I'm very bullish on CC next year in a in a more structured defensive system that said philip broberg i just think has he has the potential to be an outstanding one-on-one defender and i think that in a shutdown role with nurse that might that might really look good um nurse they're they're similar players in a lot of ways they're very agile they really move well they can carry the puck both of them um i think in the right system nurse and broberg could absolutely thrive and kulak and cc could as well on defense um Uh, So, yeah, they've just got to find a spot for him, Bob, somewhere. And and starting out in the third pairing might not be a bad idea, but he could easily – I think he could move up and um, potentially thrive in that role by the end of the year.
0: So if the owners are quiet on Saturday – because, I mean, let's face it, it's unlikely they're going to make some noise tonight at the draft. I mean, I guess maybe they could – I mean, if they're going to end up buying out Yamamoto – they have to put him on waivers tomorrow. So maybe they trade Yamamoto tonight, possibly for an AHL contract coming back that they just bury. They do something like that. Uh, but i, I, I got to tell you, if I'm an NHL general manager, I'm going to sit there and say, well, it's like, you know what? If you're an American team and you're looking at Blake Wheeler, who, by the way, does not need to be put on waivers because he's got an NMC. N- N- um, so he will be uh, Winnipeg will buy him out on uh, Friday but uh, barring a Yamamoto deal the orders could be quite quiet here david and if they don't make any noise on saturday or be, like you you know how passionate the orders fan base is um, <laughs> I, I'm here to tell you the smart buys are always two or three, three or four days in, especially in a like David Camp I didn't even mention this four-year deal, two point four million. I'm like, Ugh. you know, okay, he's a decent panel, That's a four-year deal, okay. Uh, you tell me how's how's the fan base going to be reacting if I'm on the air on Tuesday and Edmonton hasn't made an addition uh, at, at I, and by that point I think they will, but.
1: How are they going to if react? There's going to be an uproar, Bob. Obviously, there's going to be an uproar because, you know, about 30% of the fans want that shiny new toy. They're obsessed with it. They want it, and they're not going to be happy. It's your it's fault, Sunday. David. You're <laughs> the
0: reason they want it, your stuff if, that you write on the Cult of Hockey.
1: If it's not going to be under the Christmas tree uh, July 1st, they're going to be really, really unhappy. That said, Southern Doners the donors can't – they've got to do something, Bob. They have got to f- – grind like never before to 100%. find those really good players at a million dollars a year. They found one I think last year in Matthias Janmark. They found one in Derek Ryan. Those players are out there. They've got to identify them. They can't make a mistake. They can't bring in the Kyle Torres kind of player who doesn't pan out. They've got to make the right choices and bring in two or three forwards at a million dollars a year, a defenseman at a million dollars a year, and those guys have got to pan out like Janmark and Ryan did. That's, what, that's the real challenge for and it's not so sexy and it's not going to be apparent that he succeeded until the year plays out but if he does that that is a brilliant offseason
0: well Ken you Holland. just said something until the year plays out because in the first year of the Derek Ryan contract I was getting taxed two or three months in this guy's <laughs> yeah. done he ended up getting double digit goals 13 goals and plus 11 last year and in Yanmark's case he started the year in the minors um, so there you have it. Don't jump on things too quickly. Just like we had some media people that wanted Edmonton to trade Evan Bouchard. And I'm here to tell you, I think Evan Bouchard, if he plays a full season next year, running the Oilers power play, I think he's a good bet to have over 60 points. Uh, David, thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. Thanks, Bob. From the cult of hockey, that's David Staples. We'll head off to a global news, weather, traffic update, Randy Kilburn, and come back with Sportsnet's spec Mark Spector when we return on Oilers Now.